dans notre quotidien. Hello and welcome to another episode of Urza's Radio. I'm one of your hosts, Morgan Hoke, and joining me as always is Kyle Wilcock. Hey guys, how's it going? Uh, this is episode number 16. Um, it's our Christmas Spectacular. Uh, but before we get into our main topic today, uh, let's just talk a little bit about um, where we've been, what we've been up to. Um, it's been a couple weeks since we uh, had a show, and we're, we're kind of sorry about that. We lost one show due to computer issues. Um, even though we are both software developers, uh, we did not back up uh, the original episode number 16. Back your stuff up, folks. Yep, we're pretty <laughs> bad at that. So, um, so, so, so since you last heard from us, uh, GP, or sorry, uh, SCG Las Vegas happened. Um, we had all of our testing, all of our preparation. Uh, at the end of the day, uh, life happened, and uh, I wasn't able to go to that. But uh, I feel like I learned a lot in the process. Um, I got pretty good at playing twin. And, yeah, for uh, sure. Definite, definite improvements. Yeah, definite improvements. Small steps. Um, modern, it's been a lot of fun. Standard's been a lot of fun. I'm really looking forward to getting to play some different decks, though, because, like, I, I love twin. Twin is sweet. I'll go back to playing twin at some point, but I, I, we need a break, you know? Like, <laughs> we, we, we just need some time away. Um, so right now I'm uh, I'm working on... Um, Pascal Minard has a uh, blue Grishelbrand deck that plays Jace, Friends Prodigy, and it's really cool. And I'm working on playing that and maybe tuning that up some. Insert face palm expression. Yeah, right. No, it's going to be sweet. It's, gonna be, <laughs> it's, it's really cool. There are, there are some sweet lines in that deck. Uh-huh. Uh, what, are you, what have you been up to, Kyle? Um, I actually haven't really been playing that much. Uh, I went home for Thanksgiving and uh, yeah, had some uh, birthday parties and Christmas parties around and... Uh, but I did make it to a Legacy 1K last weekend. Yeah, I was there as well. Yeah. How'd you do? Oh, two. <laughs> oh, two drop. I went 1-1 one, one drop and got food with you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> turns out Legacy is not our forte. But that's an excellent segue into our main topic today. Um, so, uh, as you may know, uh, it's kind of the holiday season uh, here in the States and around the world. And uh, one of the things that you know people do is they, they get and they receive gifts and they send gifts and you know um, for for magic players a lot of times that means cards that means uh, you know setting aside some money to buy cards or, or to do stuff. Um, so we've played modern a long time, you know, and mm-hmm. uh, this year we really set set aside some money, set aside some time. And we were like we're going to get into legacy uh, to varying degrees of success, I, I think. But um, you know, legacy is. It's a really cool format. Like, it's a really wide open. Kyle's looking at me incredulously. <laughs> it's not Kyle's favorite thing in the world. I, I redefined my uh, my definition of success and legacy is, like, I now own my entirety of my deck. Yeah. Um, so I was successful in acquiring a deck. So that was the baby steps, right? I, you own two decks. I, I do. I do own two decks now. You own two decks for a format that you don't even really like. I, I, I think I will like it more the more I get into it. I think it's, so, too. It's, it's really hard... Starting over again from square one. It's intimidating. Where you don't know, uh, you know, the common cards, the common decks. Like, when you sit down across your opponent, and in modern, I'm, like, your turn one play, I know exactly what you're on. Uh, it takes you a while to, like, build that up again in Legacy. Yeah. Um, I mean, now I'm getting to the point where I usually can tell what they're on from their turn one, turn two plays. Um, but you just start all over again, and then, you know, in, in modern, you have, oh, my opponent's tapped out, I can just win, or my opponent has four mana for, like, Cryptic Command. Like, you start getting these, like, cards that you are pretty obvious tells, um, where in Legacy, you just have a whole new set of cards that you have to do that with. Yeah. And Force of Will is the socks. Oh, Force of Will is great. <laughs> Force of Will is, is the best. Um, 
So uh, we're not going to talk too much about legacy strategy. Uh, it's not really the focus of the podcast. But since it, since it is the holiday season and people, you know, maybe have a little more, you know, uh, disposable income, you know, coming in in the terms of like Christmas presents and Christmas, uh, maybe buying for themselves, buying for other people, we thought we'd talk a little bit about what it takes to get into the format. Since you know we've all you know taken the plunge, we, we've invested the money to get into modern. Um, and now we've taken the plunge and invested the money and the time to get into Legacy. And so I thought we'd talk a little bit about that process. Um, so I thought the easiest place to start with that would be to look at what decks port to Legacy. So I have this deck that I have just grown so accustomed to in Modern. Like I, I really learned this deck in and out. Like This is my deck, right? Um, can I just take those skills, take those cards, and just plop down at a Legacy tournament and do fine? And uh, by and large, the answer is no. But there are some there is some crossover there. Um, so if we look at the the, the, the decks that are, are you know considered tier one tier two that you could conceivably play in both modern and legacy, um, it's kind of a short list. And, and I think the reason for that is that in you never want to be playing a modern deck in legacy. You know, just like you don't want to be playing a standard deck in modern. Right. You know, you, you want to be playing a legacy deck in modern. In fact, if that's a thing, but you don't want to be <laughs> going the other way. And uh, it, it turns out even things that are really powerful don't make the best direct ports between formats just because formats are so different. Right. Um, the easiest deck, I think, in our exploration that we found was Jund. Because Jund is like 10 cards off. Most of them are lands. And the lands in Jund, none of them are blue, so it's, it's one of the least expensive uh, you know, you know, differences to make up. Um, so if we look at a, a typical Jund list, and we're actually just going off of list, uh, if you want playing along at home, uh, we're looking at the uh, Legacy metagame at MTG Goldfish. So if we look at uh, a, a reasonable Jund list, um, cards that you can't play in Modern are Bloodbraid Elf, which was fine in Modern, got banned. That's pennies. It's, yeah, it's 50, 50 cents uh, for three of them. This is on here. So. Uh, no, that was uh, online rates. It's like six bucks. Six bucks. Uh, Deathrite mm-hmm. Shaman, which if you have been playing Jun long enough in Modern, you have your you know Deathrite Shamans. Uh, him to Torak doesn't cost a ton of money. Punishing Fire, uh, Sylvan Library. That's just a great card in Legacy. Uh, but it's like it's looking like uh, for lands, it's another five hundred bucks, six hundred bucks if you don't <laughs> have the Groves. Um, but yeah, like like six hundred bucks and you can play a Legacy deck. Yeah, yeah, and the lands here are the expensive part. Uh, yeah, for sure. And that's true of every Legacy deck. So since we don't have dual lands in Modern. Um, we we don't have like the you know the original dual right lands. the ABRU um, they're going to be something you have to buy for every deck uh, basically yeah and and the one thing about Jund you know it's a kind of mark against it um, we'll get into this a little bit later is because the lands aren't blue there you can't play a blue deck right? right so that means that your porting between decks if you want to change decks isn't going to port quite as easily as if they were blue but even said this is like this is a solid tier two legacy deck and mm-hmm. you can get into it if you have Jund already. You have the lion's share of the investment. Right. And also, you say it's a bad thing, you know, if these lands aren't blue. It's also a good thing in the sense of the blue, non-blue lands are always cheaper. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, for, so for, for buying in, it's great. For buying in, it's, yeah, it's a little better. Um, but, yeah, and in in a pinch, um, these the shock lands that like, can be subbed in here. It, it is, That's they another are, thing. They are strictly worse. Yeah. <laughs> but. but in a deck like Jund, it's kind of, it's, it's interesting because, um, you know, and we'll get into some of these other decks where you get punished a little bit more for that, but in Jund you're really not paying that big of a tax for that. Like, you're not paying a ton of life here. I mean, your Dark Covenant obviously hurts with, with uh, the Shocklands, and so does Thoughtseize. But in general, I mean, you've got Deathrite Shaman to recoup some of that life. Uh, you can play Scavenging Use. I've seen it in lists. I don't see it here. Um, 
you're you're not doing anything you know you're not doing any shenanigans with your lands um mm-hmm. so playing shock lands wouldn't be the worst here and you could just get into a, a tournament tomorrow yeah and I've, I've seen a lot of people um if you buy like one bad land one bayou um then you when you go to fetch you can fetch the one that you have if you want it untapped yeah. and you can fetch the shocks if they're going to be tapped yeah so that brings the cost down a lot if you only have to buy one of all of the duels and then you can uh, slowly acquire the slowly rest. acquire the rest right but and, that, and this, that kind of softens the uh, the effect of the shock lands if if you can come in to play taps they're basically the same and um, if you look at this these decks online too a, a big portion of the cost is often in the sideboard um, this deck for example has a chains which is a chains of Mistof- Mist- chains of Mephistopheles which is if you want to confuse your friends and confound your enemies, Chains of Mephistopheles, that's $400. Just go straight to the Oracle text. And we don't just don't even need try it. to read the cards. So Chains of Mephistopheles, <laughs> I looked this up earlier today. Here's how if Chains of Mephistopheles works, if your opponent wants to play against you. If you're going to draw, and it's not like your draw step, so you're going to draw a new card for the turn, a second card, mm-hmm. right? If you have any cards in your hand, you discard a card and then draw a card. If you don't have any cards in your hand, you mill a card instead. That's all Chains does. Yeah. As, as, <laughs> it's not what it sounds like. That's I mean, not what it looks like. Right. That's not at all what it looks like. Right. And, and the, the cards, uh, a lot of, you know, the problem with Legacy 2 is these cards are a lot older and they're worded really yeah, funny. Yeah, so Chains of Mephistopheles, it's from Legends, <laughs> and um, which, by the way, uh, the, part of the reason it's so expensive is that this is an English copy in this deck. We were to we'd get the Italian copy, which honestly would not be harder to understand than the English copy. <laughs> um, we could save some money here. Uh, Legends, uh, if you're not into Legacy, Legends is a small printing. Um, it's on the reserve list, but the, the, for some reason the Italian print run was just huge com- by comparison. Yeah. So if you need cards from Legends, a lot of times you'll look at the Italian printing to see if you can save some money. Yeah, a lot cheaper. Um, but yeah, Chains... Every time a player draws a card, that player must first discard from, a card from his hand. If there are no cards in player's hand, take the top card of the library and place in graveyard instead of drawing. This enchantment not, does not apply to the first card drawn by... Actually, honestly, like the templating could be worse there. Mm-hmm. It could be. Anyway, it could um... Be. But it, it, it's, you know, it's not... It's not, necess- it's not strictly necessary to play the deck, is our point. Yes. You can play Jund without playing a Chains and not really suffer all that much. Um, all right, so that's Jund. I think that's probably the easiest direct port. You're playing the same game. You're playing all the same cards. Uh, you're doing all kinds of stuff. And that being said, uh, Jund is the most expensive deck in modern, so it's not like a super cheap deck if you don't already have the modern Jund built. No, but I mean, um, but that's what we're going for. It's, it's, like it's from... the two for one, right? Like it's the it's the I own you know these cards or I bought these cards for one format. Now I've got them in another. That's good value. We always like two for ones on the show. That's, that's true. <laughs> the best kind of two-for-one. Yeah, best kind of two-for-one. Um, all right, so if you look at um, the ne- one of the one of the more Tier 1 decks in Modern or in Legacy, um, and this one's actually not as Tier 1 in, in Modern, I don't think, um, you have the, all the Delver variants. Um, so a couple things here before, before we get into this. In, in Legacy, Delver is kind of a misnomer, right? These are all low-to-the-ground value decks, except for Blue-Red Delver, which is like a Tempo Burn deck. Right, like if you look at Grixis Delver and you look at that versus Shardless Bug, and you look at that versus Bug Delver, and you look at that versus Rug Delver, um, these are essentially very different strategies, but they share a, a similar core creature base. Would you would you agree with that yeah. assessment, Kyle? Yeah. Um, so 
and, and it can be a little bit tricky as you're getting into the format to kind of to understand the difference. But the nice thing is, once you bought into, say, Bug Delver, getting into Rug Delver doesn't cost that much money. And, and going into Grixis Delver is, is, again, it's not that bad. The, the land base transfers over for, uh, for the most part. If you look at, like, a Bug Delver list, you'll see that some of your most expensive lands are uh, Underground Seas. You play uh, three of them. If you look at a Grixis Delver list, uh, some of your, you have uh, Underground Seas and Volcanic Islands, two Underground Sea and three Volcanic Islands. If you look at Blue-Red Delver, you're playing like four Volcanic Islands. A couple things to note uh, with, with this, with Delver in general, is that um, th- this is an easy transition from the perspective of, especially going Blue-Red Delver to Blue-Red Delver, or Grixis Delver to Grixis Delver, uh, from Modern to Legacy. It's an easy transition in terms of playstyle, and like... Probably 50 of your cards will transfer over. But the cards you need to complete that are pretty expensive. You do need Volcanic Islands. You do need Force of Will. And, and uh, Force of Will is non-negotiable when you're playing Blue and Legacy because this is the way that you're going to police the format and keep combo in check. Right. And that's um, why Delver is so much better in Legacy. Uh, oh, yeah. You see it on the Tier 1 list. Is that, you know, the idea is you stick a creature, you keep it alive. In Legacy, you have Days and Force of Will, which right. lets you keep that creature alive, like... The turn one that you played it, yeah, like, there's and, and no chance where your opponent can kill it. And that's the other thing is that, um, and this is what I was about to get to is the dual lands are really pretty non-negotiable for Delver because you need to be playing days, <laughs> and uh, taking like nine off of days is uh, bad beats. Yeah, right? that's, like, that's not good. Uh, you you can try it, you can play it. It's just not going to work out great for you, and you're already so low to the ground with some of these decks. Um, Blue Red Delver is probably like I, I think that'd be the easiest transition because you're playing a much more similar game plan. Um, Grixis Delver, Bug Delver, Rug Delver. Um, you're 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 low to the ground, but you're playing a little bit grindier. These these decks tend to tend to get more grindy. You tend to be playing things like Deathrite Shaman. Um, you can play. There are some variants to play Young Pyromancer with. Uh, Cabal therapy, <laughs> you, you can do all that sort of stuff. Yeah, young fans and pyromancer cabal therapy is a pretty. It's uh, pretty gross. Pretty gross combo. Um, the other thing is, uh, there's a lot of different ways to build these. Uh, if you're looking at one of the more traditional Delver builds, kind of the what, what I call the old school Delver is, we're gonna wasteland stifle lock you, and like Grixis Delver, Bug Delver really do a great job of that. I, I think um, Rug Delver may be getting away from that. Blue Red Delver can get in on that plan, um, but. That's one of these plans that kind of goes in cycles. So, like, right now it's pretty good, but I, I've been in metagames in the past where that's not really a thing. And, right. you know, I mean, it's, it's always good if you can get your opponent off lands, but the it's like modern where the mana base gets greedy and then simple and then greedy and then simple. Legacy's like that, too. So um, that's something that rotates through. Right now I think the, the Wasteland Stifle Lock's pretty good, um, but it's not always. And uh, because of that, that inflates the, the cost of the deck significantly because that's a package, right? And that package is going to run you, like... Uh, I think I bought wastes at sixty. Yeah, so around yeah, around there. So you're looking at what uh, two forty for a set of wastes, and then uh, another, you know, what are stifles at fifteen twenty a piece, and then yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. So I mean, that's another expensive package. But that's the nice thing about that is that you know, between lands and the wasteland stifle package, and then potentially these creatures, if you're playing like a rug delver, grixis delver, you know, goifs move around pretty easily. So the the money really goes from one to the other. And once you buy into one of these, you can play pretty much any of these pretty easily a force of wills the same way um yeah yeah uh great decks great decks and yeah, delver's really strong and it, it's something where there's at least something in modern that plays similarly so you if you play modern you play some of these tempo decks and some of these uh low to the ground decks in, in modern you at least understand the lines it's not like you're playing ant or for the first time or lands for the first time and you're like i gotta figure this thing out like 
Yeah, yeah, the Delver is, is honestly feels just like your cars got upgraded. Yeah, it's just like, oh, these cars are good now. <laughs> yeah. And the other thing about it, and, and I, like, I don't want to develop, develop too much into legacy strategy, but legacy is kind of an interesting thing where everything gets really compressed. Like, meta efficiency is so important in legacy that you're just not playing three drops in a lot mm-hmm. of decks. Like, three is infinite mana. Four is like, we've gotten to the late game, right? Yeah. And, uh, it's, and it's not to say that, 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 Legacy is unfun or degenerate. Like, I mean, it is pretty degenerate. But it's just to say that, like, everything has to be super efficient. And Delver has this advantage of, you know, the cards you want to play anyway are these super efficient, hyper efficient cards. And when everybody else is kind of on that same curve with you, your cards are just better in a lot of cases. Like, mm-hmm. Bolt is incredible in Legacy, Swords is phenomenal. And, I mean, none of these Delver decks play Swords, but, like, that one mana answer is just something that's so powerful to have. Right. And one mana threats that you can back up with Disruption for free are yeah. incredible in Legacy. When you get into Legacy, you can see cards like Nimble Mongoose. Oh, yeah, play. that's a great like, card I mean, in like, Legacy. It's a good card in Legacy. It could be a good card in Modern, honestly. It, it, it could be. I, I don't know how much you would see. Um, I just think in Modern, there's a lot of bigger ground beaters and stuff. But, yeah. Um, but, yeah, like, Nimble Mongoose just, like, really highlights how important mana efficiency is. Absolutely. Yep. All right, so uh, Burn is another deck that I think ports incredibly easily. Um, this one is pretty popular online. You don't see it a ton in paper. I don't think it's probably tier one, but you do see it a lot online. Um, we're looking at a deck list now. What in here can't be played in modern, Kyle? Uh, Chain Lightning. Chain mm-hmm. Lightning. Um, and that. that's you know that's probably your most expensive card. Sulfuric Vortex is the other one, and Fire Blast. Yep, Fire Blast is pretty cheap. I Fire Blast doesn't cost any money. Yeah. Uh, Price of Progress. Oh, Price of Progress. Oh, Lord, you get to play Price of Progress. I forgot about yeah, that. Price of Progress is a very strong card. Price of Progress is <laughs> absurd. I've heard people argue that you should play, be able to play that in Modern, and they're wrong. This card is just too good. Yeah, yeah. I don't think Burn really needs an upgrade no. in Modern, <laughs> no. but, you know. <laughs> um, but, yeah, Price of Progress, Sulfuric Vortex, Fire Blast, Chain Lightning. Those are the, the spells that you can't play. How how much does this deck cost to buy? If I want to buy a Legacy deck, just flat, just, just flat out buy this deck. You had no cards for it. I have no. I don't have any mountains. You could you could get it for under seven hundred. You can get this just, deck for under seven hundred dollars. If yeah, I play Modern Burn, how much does this deck cost? Um, like a hundred bucks. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> I mean, you are you are. Uh, this is mono red. Yeah. Um, so you don't have to worry really about any of the dual lands. You are playing ten mountains. And that is it. Yep. Um, you can use any like he just has. They're, they're playing red fetches in this list that I see up here, but it's just to like thin out their deck. Um, and you can play any red fetch that you have. Uh, so if it fetches for red, it would slot in perfectly fine where these are. Uh, but other than that, yeah, I mean, chain lightning is the most expensive part that you wouldn't have from the modern build. Yep. Uh, and they're usually like. 15 a piece, I think, 12, 15 yeah, a piece. Yeah. Um, and then, like, Sulfuric Vortex is pretty cheap. Fire Blast pretty cheap. And Price of Progress, they're, like, 5 bucks a piece. Yeah. So, pretty uh, pretty good deck. Um, and this is, like, you know, it's one of those honest decks. Keeps decks honest. Yeah, it's it's um, very much a clock. Plays a deck. lot like uh, Modern. Um, but it is interesting is that you don't have to splash for all the other extra colors that uh, Modern splashes for. You just, yeah, you like, just don't like need where them. Like, what, what would you take out to play Targus Command in here? <clears throat> Nothing. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, you basically, like, Chain Lightning gives you more Lightning Bolts. <laughs> so you're like, all right, I'll play eight Lightning Bolts. Yeah, it's fine. Um, uh, Sulfuric Vortex is, like, Monastery's, or Eidolon's uh, six and seven, or five and six. So that's pretty good. Um, yep. Or five, six, and seven in this case. Yeah, yep. Uh, just sweet deck. Uh, not super powerful in, in Legacy, I think. Um, so in Legacy, since the permission is so much better, uh, this tends to not place as high. 
that being said, I mean, it's, it's super consistent. Like, and a good burn player is a good burn player, regardless of the format. And people don't people don't expect it. People don't respect it. Yeah, the problems you see here is you're not playing blue, so you don't have like the permission as a lot of the other decks have. You don't really have any card advantage. Yeah. Um, and the other decks that you're playing against are going to have permission and card advantage. So if you're playing a blue deck. You know, if your spells get countered and then they have also have card advantage, like they can just keep doing that. And um, this is why Treasure Cruise, Blue Red Tre- Delver Treasure Cruise, was so oppressive in Legacy <laughs> because you're essentially yeah. just playing this deck, but you have got uh, blue cards in it, and right. it's just disgusting. Yeah, for sure. But no, this is a great deck if like you already have Modern Burn. It takes very little investment. I mean, to, even if you to just want to show up to a tournament with a deck that you just brought. Oh, <laughs> this deck is uh, six hundred dollars that we're looking at here on on, on uh, TCG Player. Um, it's got uh, two uh, ensnaring bridge, and that's another seventy dollars. So you want to knock seventy dollars off this price? Just uh, you know, cut two ensnaring bridge. I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But the ensnaring bridge is also a card that's mono legal, so you might have. Yeah, you might have. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? And that's a good card to pick up. I think. I, I think that's a card that's going to see a lot of play. Yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely. It provides a very unique effect. There's mm-hmm. nothing that does anything like that. Yeah. So it's pretty cool. All right, uh, that brings us. Oh, we did the other number. Uh, Merfolk is one that people quote a lot. And so I want to kind of briefly address this. Yes, this is a deck you can play. And yes, this is a deck that is very cheap if you have the modern cards. In fact, uh, I can't even think of any legacy merfolk that you don't get to uh, there play is with. one very important one, actually. Uh, true Name Nemesis. Ah, yes, I forgot he's a merfolk. <laughs> he is a merfolk. Although, <laughs> this is not the best True Name Nemesis deck. Uh, no, it is not, but uh, he is. He needs to join his fellow kinsmen. He does. Uh, in the, it's in the fair, fight for it's the a disease. flavor win. It is a flavor um, win. You, get, you buy Force of Wills. This is a great deck because it buys you into Force of Wills. Um, honestly, not a great legacy deck. Yeah, um, it's, not, it's not tier one but for sure. But if you like playing fish, like it's tier two for sure. I, I've seen it do very well in the hands of a skilled pilot. You get to play Umazawa's Jite. I mean, you get to play all these cool cards. Um, mm-hmm. Your creatures still hit for a lot. You can still kill on turn four. And you've got Force of Will, so you don't just like fold to random combo. Right. And, and the great thing about Burn and Merfolk, you know, these two decks that might not be tier one, but are pretty cheap to get into. Yeah. Unless you play Legacy, um, and you can you can play a competitive game and see if you like it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if you don't like it, I mean, you're not even really out that much because both all of the cards you have to draw are very, like, your get are very high in-demand Legacy cards. Yeah. So you can easily turn them around and For just sure. be like, yeah, I didn't, I didn't like it, sell off your four Force that you bought, and, you know, you're basically just, you're not out really. Yeah, yeah. I'd like to point out, this does make you buy Force of Wills, and that is probably the biggest reason, I think, to play this deck. And if you look at the sideboard here, you see a lot of sideboard cards that are good in Legacy in general. Like, uh, I see uh, Misdirection, uh, Submerge, those are both pretty popular. Uh, I love this particular deck I see here has playing uh, Manikiri Gusari, which I really really love this card. Uh, Misdirection, yeah. Yeah, what is it? it? It's Force of Will. Oh, oh, nice, nice. It's not actually Force of Will, uh, but it's like Force of Will. It's uh, from the, that same Urza cycle as uh, such hits as, uh, uh, what's the black one that digs cards, cards? Unmask. Unmask is in the oh, cycle. Oh, right, 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 right. Yeah, um, yeah, this is a big cycle. Gotcha. Uh, I was just concerned by the online price there that we were looking at. Oh, the, the, the online price. A lot better. So Misdirection, <laughs> Misdirection is only printed in Vintage Masters, I think, online, and that's uh, why that's, it's that like $50. It was I don't $100. think the Earth is, Yeah, so the Earth is so, so that's one of these random legacy cards that's just so much more expensive online, and you just don't need to play it. Um, yeah. But it's a, it's a cool card. Um, it's, it's actually one of the well-noted examples of that. Legacy's, in general, pretty cheap online, especially because of the Vintage Masters and Legacy Masters and all these different Masters programs they're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, and then uh, I want to talk a little bit about Infect, um, because it's one of my pet decks, and Infect is my lazy deck. It's a deck I play a lot in Modern. 
Um, and I want to take a moment to, to talk about why I don't think this is a great upgrade. Um, so the reason I don't think this is a great upgrade, even though I've done it, is that the if you play like tier legacy infect and you play tier modern infect, they're very very different decks. They're both really trying to do the same thing. They're both trying to take you to ten infect as quickly as possible. But the, the difference is, um, modern infect plays a lot of redundant pump spells um, because you're just trying to get there as quickly as possible and you're playing a lot like a combo deck. <laughs> legacy infect, you're playing a lot more tempo spells. You're playing um, your your dazes. You're playing your force of wills. You're playing a lot of blue card selection. You only really run like eight or ten pump spells. Because your card selection is so much better. So what are you doing with the rest of your slots? Well, you're just kind of keeping your opponent off-tempo, and you're trying to play a much more interactive game. So the thing I love about Legacy Infect, and, and, and the versions of Infect that I had the most fun with in Modern, is that you get to play this fundamentally interactive game where you're playing you know, on the stack, you're, you're playing counter spells, you're playing uh, maybe some bad removal, you're, you're doing stuff... Um, if you are like me and you think that that's a really cool thing, um, it's a great deck to pick up. Uh, as far as blue decks go, it's one of the least expensive blue decks you can play. Uh, it's a deck where there's just enough free wins that you just kind of roll people sometimes. Uh, for the deck, expensive cards are your uh, Trops. You need four of them. That's not a inexpensive thing. Um, and uh, Berserks. Um, that's on the reserve list, folks, because... The reserve list is a thing. You can get the from the vault printings. That's what I'm playing right now. I haven't been called on it yet, but I, I know there's probably some judge in my future that will call me on just having foil berserks and no other foils in my deck. Mm -hmm. um, it's just it's cheaper. It's just a lot cheaper to get those. Um, but this deck is just it's super fun. But it, just be aware you're not playing the same deck as your as your modern counterpart. So this is a, a great deck to play from. The, it's not even a good deck to like say, oh yeah, I'm just upgrading from modern because it's 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 very fundamentally different. But it's a super fun deck. I highly recommend it. And it just it puts up results, but it's yeah, yeah. just a very different deck. <clears throat> yeah, um, and it also plays uh, the Force of Wills. Yeah, no, deck. Force of so Wills, yeah. Deck, Force of so. Days. Um, <clears throat> in Vogue right now is a mainboard Sylvan Library for the Lictor Spikes. I love <laughs> that that in there. Um, there's uh, some people playing Greens and Zenith Package. I'm playing Greens and Zenith Package. I think I'm cutting that soon, but that's that's another show. Um, but yeah, in fact, surprisingly far off. Not a great upgrade. Um Great deck though, love love the deck. Don't want to don't want to discourage you if that's what you're into. Just know what you're getting yourself yeah, it into. It definitely there. it definitely plays a lot different. Um, all right, so with that section of the show out of the way, let's talk about decks to play if you like modern decks. So we, we said you know in fact isn't a good isn't a good uh, analog. What what are some good analogs that we can have? Um, so the easiest one is Jund again, Jund because Jund is Jund and Jundy Jund 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 Jund. Yeah, yeah. If you uh, like Jund in modern, you might like Jund in legacy. Uh, turns out that about like ninety percent of the cards are the same. Yeah. <laughs> Do you like playing Liliana the Veil on turn two? Yeah. Then you might like playing Jund and Light. Yeah, yeah. You basically get to play the old modern version of Dun that was too powerful that most of the cards, like two of the cards, got banned. Yeah. So it's like Jund was like, oh, this is too powerful. Let's ban Bloodblade Elf and Deathrite Shaman, and now you basically get to play you know the Jund of old. Ah uh, uh, yes, the yes. Jund of old. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's you know it's a very powerful deck in modern. Um, you know, it's not like like we said we touched earlier. It's not like the best in legacy, but it's definitely it can definitely give all the decks a run for their money. Yeah, I think if you like to play twin, um, the deck for you in legacy is probably sneak and show. Oh uh, yeah, it's it's a very similar deck. It's very much a part A plus part B deck. And the other cool thing about it that's similar is that it's a blue red control deck at its heart that happens to win with a two card combo. Yep, right. Um, it just so happens that your two card combo is a lot better. It's like show and tell and Emerkel. 
Sneak, yeah. sneak attack Nemercle, you know, like sneak and tell, whatever. Yep. Um, the Omnitel lists were even closer to Twin, but um, with the banning of Dig Through Time, that's not really an option um, anymore. Yeah, it's not nearly The as good reason anymore. those were so good is because you could just chain, like, infinite Dig Through Times. Not actually infinite, but, like, six yeah. of them together, and then you would just always win. Uh, the Sneak Show is still a very good deck. It's, you know, we're just going back, you know, a year. Yeah. And a year ago, Sneak and Show was one of the boogeymen of the format, and it's still really, really strong. And if you're into Twin, I, I think, you know, and and take all this with a grain of salt. I mean, we, we've only been playing Legacy a year, but l- look at this deck list, right? Um, you got some combo pieces. You got some control magic. Um, you got uh, no removal in this list, but uh, I remember, I think I remember seeing some bolts in some versions of this deck. And, uh, you know, just playing a reasonable control deck with a two-card combo win. And yeah. you actually have eight, you know, two, two different ways you can do that, you know. So, uh, you just play Grizzlebrand, you know, just show that in. Grizzlebrand's sweet, like... Yeah, and sweet, then sweet. you see this deck a lot, you know, you can go turn one island, turn two ancient tomb, show and tell, get out your, get out your, uh, Emrakul on turn two. Yeah, and that's I mean, the thing. There's, there's a lot of cards. You have City of Traders to do, too. Um, Four Lotus Petals? Like, yeah, you get the Soul Lands and the Lotus Petals. It can, it can combo off really fast if it needs to, and it can play the control game if it needs to, too. It's, it's just sweet. It's just a really good deck. Uh, you don't see it a lot anymore. Just kind of not in vogue I right now. I against it on Saturday. Yeah? Yeah. How did you do? my first match. I lost. But I lost <laughs> all my matches yesterday. <laughs> I got to think Saturday. that they have a pretty good Lance matchup. I don't know. Uh, yeah. It's... I guess if you get a, a like a sphere down or something. like a... um, Yeah. And you need you need to find Caracas. Yeah. Uh, so Caracas is really their, good. their guys. But uh, yeah. No. It's a good deck. I like it. I like it a lot. We should, we should just proxy these up and play more. I feel, now I'm reading all these decks. These all look like so much fun. <laughs> Um, yeah, for sure, we can do that. So, uh, yeah, so that's how, if you like playing Twin, you might enjoy Sneak and Show. Uh, Delver is pretty analogous to Delver. Um, you know, you can play a Rug Delver in Modern. People don't really do it. I, I think yeah, it's probably not. not common anymore. Um, you can play Grixis Delver in Modern, though. That's pretty common, and, and I think that's very much the same game plan. Blue-Red Delver is very much the same game plan in both Modern and Legacy. And if you like Delver, but you always felt like, man, wish these cards were better, which... I know that sounds weird, like, oh, yeah, I love this deck, but I wish all these cards were better. But that's exactly, <laughs> I think, how every Delver player feels, like, in Modern. Like, I know that's yeah. how I felt when I played Blue-Red Delver. I'd yeah, be like, man, I wish this Bolt would do five at some point. Like, <laughs> if you want a Delver deck that just feels a little better, Legacy is the format for you. Yep. Um, Delver is incredible, and you can just do all sorts of really great things with it. Um, yeah, absolutely. Um, if you like Grixis Control... I'd recommend, like, a bug or rug Delver list, actually. Like, you can go up the curve a little bit. You can play a little bit bigger game. Um, there are some of these decks that play, like, Young Pyromancer, Cabal Therapy, Him to Torak, and, and, and play this, like, discard game. Um, you can play Colgan's Command if you play, like, a like a Grixis Delver. <coughs> but, I mean, even, you can play Four-Color Delver. That's a thing. Um, I, I think if you like Grixis Control in, in Modern, give a, give a Delver list a look in Legacy. I don't really... Grixis Control, I don't think, really has a, a huge place. There are people who will disagree with me vehemently, um, like communities like that. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that like Grixis Control, as it exists in modern, really has a place. I think that um, if you do, if you need that kind of like big thing, you know, you start looking into things like Tesserator and things like that yeah. that are kind of very tier three. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, Bugger Rug Delver play a lot, very similarly how Grixis Control plays in modern, and I think you'll enjoy that. Or even Grixis mm-hmm. Delver too. Um, that being said, if you really, really love the control aspect and you're playing the version of Grixis Delver that doesn't play discard and just plays all these counter spells and goes big, try Miracles. Yeah, yeah. There's it's not uh, a true control deck in Modern, really. You never see like the the blue white control uh, deck in Modern. It's, Gonna kill you with uh, Nathalia Drownyard? That's no, not a thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you, they try. Uh, you, the closest you get, I think, is uh, there's like a lot of blue white red decks. 
Um, and you can use you basically rely on the red to win you the game, or social like, colonnade or whatever. Yeah, um, you see that reds for like bolts and like a Johnny Vengeant or whatever, mm-hmm. like the good a Johnny one, and uh, you can you can win decks like you can win games like that. But it's not a tier one deck no. at all. Um, and the true control deck like miracles doesn't have a version in modern. No, miracles I don't think there is, is. Like one of those decks that doesn't port and. Uh, I've tried. <laughs> Lord knows I've tried. Yeah, and uh, so yeah, if you like, if you do like true control though, and you want and, to actually be able to play it on a tier one level, yeah, then you should like use season the four. If you if you were the kind of guy who liked Nephilia drawing your control in you know Ravnica and Astride Standard, this is the deck for you. Yeah. If you're the kind of guy who really likes Sphinx's Drive Control, this is the deck for you. Yeah. If you're the kind of guy who likes going to time every single freaking <laughs> round. This is the deck for you. <laughs> yeah. Um, I I love miracles. I love spinning the top. It's one of my favorite things. Um. I do it every time I have the opportunity, but uh, it is rough. Um, if you like Bloom Titan in in modern, I actually have a really good ex- a really good recommendation for you. I think. Really. I think Ant Ad Nauseum Tendrils is a really close approximation of Bloom Titan, and I think so. Like, it feels better on every level than Bloom Titan, <laughs> but it's it's also just like it's a very similar kind of game plan where. I'm going to set up my little thing here. I don't really care what you have to do. I'm going to set up my little thing. I'm going to puzzle. I'm going to do this like magic the puzzling and play through whatever hate you have. And then I'm going to put my cards on the table and say, is this good enough? And the cool thing about Ad Nauseum Tendrils is that you have so much card selection and so much of your own disruption in the you know, form of Cabal Therapy and things like that. Um, and just you, you can go so big that there's almost always a way for you to puzzle your way out of the situation. right? Unlike Bloom Titan, where sometimes you just blood win or lose, you know, Take something like Ethers from Canonist to do that to Ant, and Ant has ways to remove Ethers from Canonist. Yeah, I can uh, see that. I can, I can definitely see the uh, the crossover there. And and Nausicaa Tendrils is a very very challenging deck to play, um, but it's a very fun deck to play. And if you are somebody who maybe doesn't have a ton of time to test with other people, this is a great deck to goldfish. Mm-hmm. I uh, really have a lot of fun. Had a lot of fun. It just feels broken on so many levels while you're goldfishing this. Uh, great deck. Great. All these decks are so great. Um, <laughs> But Ad Nauseam Tendrils is awesome. And the cool thing about that is once you're playing that, you know, you can go play other Storm decks. You know, you can play the Epic Storm. You can go play Doomsday. Uh, if you play Doomsday, you get 10 points from me, personally. Write me. I'll send you 10 points. <laughs> um, if you play, you can play uh, Tinfins. is very similar in a lot of ways to Ad Nauseam Tendrils. In fact, mm-hmm. in one of the one of the versions of Tinfins kills with a uh, Tendrils of Agony. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, in, uh, in Legacy, a lot of the Storm are... Um, they have like a lot of black in them, yeah. Because uh, dark ritual. Because they have dark ritual, and you have the the other ritual, ball ritual, okay, ball ritual. There we go. Special. Um, yeah. So you have those really two really great rituals, and um, then you can win with tendrils instead of uh, grave shot, and you don't have yeah. to do a storm for as much. You only have to storm for ten, yeah, instead absolutely. of twenty. Uh, so you you don't see the traditional like modern versions of storm don't carry over as well into legacy. But uh, the modern versions of storm, I feel like, always lacked a certain amount of inevitability right mm-hmm. like it was much easier i think it's much easier to fizzle in modern storm than in legacy storm right and i think it's because you have to get you have to, to get such, you have, not only <laughs> do you have to get to 20 but you have to do so with really bad card selection spells like you're playing uh-huh. serum visions and maybe faithless lootings and maybe mm. tormenting voice yeah and 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 if you did play modern you know back back way back when uh when all of the good Spells weren't banned yet. Yeah, um, that modern storm was very powerful. Oh yeah, uh, when you had like Rite of Flame and Preordain, Ponder, uh, Ponder, you had all of these great card draw spells, got great card selection spells. Um, you had things that made mana way more efficiently than you do now. Uh, the deck was 
more similar. Uh, you still had, it was still like a hard time. You had to chain through twenty spells, and you always like the hardest part was well, always you converting chain through sixteen spells. Yeah, you have chain through spells. Yeah, but uh, the hardest part was always converting red mana to blue mana because mm-hmm. you have red mana and you need blue mana to cast your cantrips, and that was like one of the the bottlenecks of the decks. Basically. So one of the cool things about Adnazium Tendrils is that because of the way Lion's Eye Diamond works, you can just dump your hand, get a crack uh, LED for red, and flashback, uh, what's it called? Um, Passion Flames? Passion Flames, yeah. And then that's basically like Yawgmoth's Will, mm-hmm. and you just go off. Super yeah, fun. and uh, playing black, you get uh, the Infernal Tutor. Oh yeah, Infernal and Tutor. And Lion's Eye Diamond works really nicely with him as well. Yeah, Infernal Tutor, hold priority, crack Lion's Eye Diamond is a uh, very common, very powerful line. Yep, you get to pick any card you want. <laughs> yep. uh, if you like Tron, I'm going to recommend Mud. I, I was going to recommend Twelve Post originally for the, for for these guys, but um, talking with people who play Tron and play, playing Tron myself, playing Mud myself, I think that um, the Twelve Post deck plays more similarly to Bloom Titan in, in like the the mechanically how it works how it tries to win <laughs> I think Mud plays mechanically more similarly to Tron I agree with that 100% um, and, and it seems to appeal to the same kind of players uh, namely our buddy Jeff <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it, it's a super powerful deck if you're into the big mana strategies uh, I think Mud is significantly less consistent than, than Green Red Tron but I think it's also significantly more powerful so yeah Mud relies heavily on like turn one Trinospheres or turn one Chalices mm-hmm. uh, that kind of play um, those hands that you start with those are a lot more powerful than the ones you don't yeah and that adds you know, a lot of variety to the deck um, I think so yeah uh, but it's super powerful really fun have you ever had Hardcast Emrakul in turn four? yeah Hardcasting Emrakul is, is kind of fun too yeah <laughs> pretty cool that was in a mirror um, in case you're curious how I did that math so we were playing posts and counting each other's posts, and it was wow. gross. Uh, okay, so I so I think for, that was, like, the easiest decks to, to port, in my opinion, like, um, as far as playstyle goes. Yeah, and then there's some obvious ones we, we didn't mention that yeah. we talked about earlier, like Burn Goes to Burn, Burn Goes to Murphy. Yes. Like, those ones are pretty obvious. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is kind of, I guess, John to John is still pretty obvious. Yeah, but... yeah, yeah. But the other ones weren't as, weren't as clear. Uh, there's a couple other decks that um, you know might appeal to you if you play John that you might not think about. If you play Abzan, you might like uh, Maverick. Maverick plays similarly to Abzan. Plays a little bit like Death and Taxes, too. A little bit of that thrown in there. Death and Taxes is a deck we didn't talk about. Um, that That's a deck that I think appeals to a lot of uh, a lot of people trying to make hate bears work. But mm-hmm. also, a lot of people who, who liked Abzan, that sort of deck... Um, you know, it lets you establish control pretty quickly, and then uh, you know, there's like Nick Fit, and there's all the like tier two, like, tier two, tier three combo decks. You know, you can start talking about Tin Fins and Spanish Inquisition and Cephalid yeah, Breakfast and Dredge. We didn't talk all right, about we're Dredge. Getting, we're getting pretty deep. Yeah, we're getting deep. Well, Dredge isn't that deep. <laughs> Dredge, Dredge is not. We came back. Dredge out, is not right. that deep. We came all the way around. <laughs> Cephalid Breakfast used to be. Um, I used to be a deck. Yeah, um, Spanish Inquisition because no one ever expects it. Uh, that's why it's named uh, but yeah uh, Dredge is a deck we didn't talk about Dredge really appeals to I guess it also appeals to the Bloom Titan players it appeals to people who really are just not interested in playing Magic like you're just playing a completely different game than your opponent and you're seeing can I finish my game before you finish a game of Magic yeah I, I agree it doesn't feel like the same game it's not it feels like they're cheating yeah, I mean it just it's like what like okay I guess you just do things um, Dredge, is, Dredge is sweet um, the nice thing about that is that you buy LEDs and you can go play Storm. Yeah. Um, all right. So that is the section on decks to play if you like particular modern decks. And now, in our final Christmas special segment, 
we have the bang for your buck. So let's say that grandma gave us $500 for Christmas. I don't know why grandma gave us $500 for Christmas, but she decided to give us $500 for Christmas. What if I was just going to buy a Lacey staple, would I buy with that money? Um, so I think we, what you really want to look for here is you want to look for things with the most overlap. So we've touched a little bit about on these uh, previously. Um, these are kind of my ranking for, for, for what I think are the most portable, most useful kind of big hurdles to play in the format. Mm-hmm. I think the, the first thing is blue, anything blue. Like buy anything that's blue. Um, blue lands, Force of Wills, um, buy Dazes, buy Jace the Mind Sculptors. These are the Fluster kind of... Storm. Fluster Storms. Oh my gosh, Fluster Storms is so expensive. Yeah. I, I got mine... Yeah, it's so expensive. So yeah, good. no, just, just the blue. The blue is very common legacy color, uh, just because the the blue cards in legacy are just so. Powerful. Blue is the best car- color. <laughs> yeah, it, like there's a playing... reason why Iwind is like you know one yeah. of the best cards in Magic. If you're if you're not playing blue, you need a real reason essentially <laughs> in legacy. And uh, yeah, so so yeah, buying that you can just play so many decks. Um, but one reason I wanted to buy Infect right away as my first deck was because I knew I'd be buying Force of Wills. I knew I'd be buying Trops. I didn't know how unportable traps are. Traps are not a very portable land, but um, you know, you can, I can turn those into other duels if I want later, or I can play Bug Delver or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, Force of Will, hugely, 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 hugely portable. I mean, Brainstorm doesn't really cost real money. Uh, Days cost some money, but not a ton. Uh, and then you got you know your more fringe players. Jason Mind Sculptor is always a good pickup. Uh, Counterbalance is always a good pickup. Um, I mean, that's a very specific deck. It's but... a very specific deck, <laughs> but it's a card that they're not printing anymore of, and like the price is. It's a, it's a pretty solidly rising card, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, if you like combo decks, I think LED is the is the clear pickup here. Um, LED enables the most degenerate combos in Legacy. Yeah, and for sure. It's also the most expensive combo enabler in Legacy, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that um, Lotus Petal. That's not as expensive, mm-hmm. but it's used in a lot of combo decks. Um, the nice thing is Lotus Petal is banned in Modern. If it, Lotus Petal was legal in Modern, it would be a lot more expensive. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Lotus Petal is not that not that expensive, um, but. You know that there's uh, a lot of the soul lands. Um, are... Yeah, soul lands are good pickups for that reason. And I don't know if you don't know the soul lands. Any uh, land that taps for two. Yeah, it's any land that taps for two. Um, there's a really bad one in standard right now, for example. <laughs> uh, I think uh, Stoneforge and equipment's always a solid pickup, especially because um, there's some rumor of a potential Stoneforge unban. And Stoneforge plus equipment is a package that a lot of times you just slot into a deck. You're just like, I have this deck and I've got six slots. What am I going to play? Stoneforge and Batter Skulls. Like, that's yeah, yeah. a totally reasonable thing for you to do. Um, like, like, I've seen that in, like, Miracles. I've seen Delver decks do that. I've seen... Uh, we were just talking about um, Maverick. That's the thing Maverick does. It's a thing that you can do in Death and Taxes. It's a thing... I, it's a great package to pick up. Mm-hmm. I think uh, that's something that if I was looking to make some bang for my buck, that's something I would go for. Yeah, and the Batter Skulls come from Modern. The, really, the Stoneforges... Um, and Jitte's, yeah. while modern legal, are banned. So you probably don't have them. But. Yeah, probably not. Um, I, I would say uh, the, the Stifle Wasteland package is a package that's worth picking up. I mean, that's yeah. going to run you all up, a, you know, like $300, $400. And that's just a package that you can just drop into any Delver deck or drop into any sort of these low aggressive decks. And, you know, you buy it once and you're good. You can move it around. Yeah, Wasteland is a very, very uh, popular deck. I'd almost classed up there with like Force of Will. Yeah. You probably see Wasteland it is in a f- almost as many decks. It's a format defining card when it's good. Yep. But unlike Force of Will, it is sometimes bad. That is true. That is true. If you're playing against like Miracles, uh, yeah, Wasteland isn't the best card because and, they have so many basics. And there are, are, are legacy formats where Wasteland is just not played. Yeah. And it, it's so weird to say that, but we just came out of one. And, uh, you know, this year, I think. Yeah, no, it's it's getting better. Yeah, but 
Um, I'm trying to think of other. I think these were the big ones that we came across. I'm sure there are more. I mean, obviously, there are these are cards that are more specific to Legacy than Modern. If you if you want to spend that money on Modern, I mean, go buy yourself some Goifs, right? Go buy yourself some Lilies, like yeah, Bob Abrupt Decay. Bob Abrupt Decay. These are all great cards. Deathrite Shaman, a place of Deathrite Shamans goes so far in Legacy. Um, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, and uh, you might have you know Grove of the Burn Willows. Yeah, uh, if you have that's, Tron, that's like played in Tron. Um, you can also play it in. So, like, it, it's used for uh, Punishing Fire combos, yeah, yeah, is what yeah. it's used for, and Punishing Fire is banned in Modern, so Grove's not as expensive. Uh, or, oh, is is not played in Modern. Right. I mean, it's still kind of expensive. Um, but if Punishing Fire were to ever get unbanned for in Modern or something like that, like, the price of that card would skyrocket Absolutely. so high. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, Grove's, you need to get uh, Clicks are played in Legacy Clicks are pretty well. good, yeah. Um, but, yeah, those are, like, the main expensive le- or modern cards that are played in, in Legacy. Yeah, and, and, and I mean, those are just good pickups anyway. The fetch lands are all fetch lands are always good value. Yep. I think, yeah, I can't think of any others that are, are really just top of mind. Blood Moon, I guess, the sideboard cards you can talk about, like Blood Moon, uh, Ensnaring Bridge is a good pickup always. Uh, yeah, yeah, those are those are cards that you definitely see in modern sideboards as well. Um, Blood Moon is just. It seems like that card just keeps... Actually, in Snaring Bridge, too, they just get, keep getting more expensive. Yeah. <laughs> like, the longer uh, it, it takes you, it's just the more expensive they're starting to get. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I really don't think we'll see either of those cards reprinted anytime soon. Uh, yeah. Um, Blood Moon, you can almost get away with reprinting in Standard, because you, in Standard, uh, see a lot more basics, and it's not as oppressive. Um, but in Modern, you know, the, the card's pretty strong. Yeah, I... I think there's a whole discussion to be had about whether that's an appropriate power level for a hoser, but that's a discussion for another day. Um, definitely a great pickup if, you, if you're looking at the finances of Legacy, though. Yeah. Oh, no, there's no, like, ridiculously cheap way to get into Legacy. You have to spend money to play Legacy. I mean, it's it's, um, ma- it's magic, right? This is a pay-to-play game. Yes, yes. And that's and, just the way of the world. And, you know, there's, there's different things. Like, if you're good with foreign sets, you know, you can look up foreign prices. Uh, we mentioned that... Italian printings are a lot cheaper for legends. Yeah, um, moat is in that. Is in that. If you need moat for stuff, uh, yeah. If tabernacle you are really into black bordered cards, and you just have to have your uh, tabernacle black... doesn't have a white border printing. No, it doesn't. But I was saying, if you're into black bordered cards and you want uh, your black bordered uh, dual lands, oh yeah, you can foreign, get foreign black, black borders. borders yeah. And it's a lot cheaper than I actually really, really like foreign black borders. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I 100% agree. I'd be like, yes, but foreign black borders are oh. are definitely a thing to know. Um, yeah. But yeah, then you can also look at different qualities of cards. I personally never buy near mint, really, um, just because if I'm intending to play this card, no matter how many like sleeves I put it in, it's not going to stay at near mint when I pull it out of my deck after a couple years of playing this Quad card. Quad sleeve, bro. Yeah. I saw the fabled triple sleeve. Uh, Sunday when we you were did? at yes yes there was a guy he was he was actually playing with the uh, GP C uh, tag um, sleeves Delver so sleeves. they were the Delver sleeves and so he had his card double sleeved and then it was in the Delver sleeves and then it was in like this bigger sleeve that the Delver sleeve fit in and I was like the fabled the fabled triple sleeve that's amazing yeah I'm like where the sky's the limit at this point the, I'm like expecting the guy to pull out his top loader deck I've it's seen just, that I've you've seen, seen that so there was a guy he did it as a prank but he was at a GP with a top loader for, uh, battle blitz deck oh boy <laughs> have like three people help him shuffle it was awesome um, but yeah, you know, so if you if you can spend the money, you know, get a lower printing, the card might not look as nice, but you're not going to lose as much value off of it when you actually, like, play the card. Yeah, absolutely. Um, granted, you know, if you're buying cards to look at, yeah, it's nice to have new mint ones, but if you're buying them to play, 
then if you buy them near mint, they're not going to stay near mint. <laughs> no, you gotta take care of your... And t- oh, buy double sleeves. Just do it. Just... Just double sleeve your cards, people. Yeah, Just... double sleeving is very nice. In the like, you know, very unfortunate circumstance where something is spilled on the table, um, double sleeving actually protects a lot better. Uh, than if it was just single sleeve. Yeah, I've I've had someone spill things on double sleeve modern deck of mine, and the deck was 100 percent left intact. I I, yeah, I got you have new, to buy sleeves new sleeves, on it, but, but that's that's what they're there you know, for. They're like an insurance. The deck's six hundred dollars. <laughs> the sleeves are you know five dollars. Let's yeah, it's $10. an insurance policy. So yeah, get get your sleeves. Um, but there's no like tell all way that you can you know no, spend no money to play legacy. It's it's an expensive format. I've learned it's more expensive than modern, which is more expensive than standard, which is well, more expensive I'm than limited. Well, right now, when standard is like seven hundred dollars. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, I think that'll do it for our Christmas spectacular. Um, once again, apologize for the the lapse in episodes, but uh, you know um, <coughs> these things do happen, and uh, we're. You know, glad to be back on the air. I, I think going forward for 2016, uh, we've got a great year ahead of us. Uh, great year for Magic. It'll be, uh, you know, I don't want to give uh, too much away because mostly we haven't really planned super formally yet. <laughs> but, you know, we're working on some things. I'd like to get some guests in here, um, some just local guests, friends of ours, um, judges, esteemed colleagues. Uh, I think this is a year where... Uh, I'm going to try to make a pretty serious run at PVTQs and, and uh, RPTQs. I'd like to try to see if I can get on the Pro Tour. I think that'd be cool. Yeah. Um, I mean, I like. I, I have no delusions of becoming like a Platinum Pro or whatever, but I'd like to get on the Pro Tour. I think it'd be really sweet to try that at some point. And uh, those uh, promos, I need a promo Snapcaster Mage, man. Yeah, it looks pretty cool. I want David Beckham the Snapcaster Mage. <laughs> David Beckham Snapcaster Mage. All right, well, once again, thank you for indulging us. Um, uh, if you'd like to reach out to us, you can find us on social media. I'm at Morgan underscore URC. Kyle's at Kyle underscore URC. You can find, uh, you can email us at ursusradio at gmail.com. Look at our blog at ursusradio.wordpress.com. <laughs> <laughs> you can find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, or your favorite podcasting client. If you'd like to, you know, see us in more places, let us know. And, uh, you know, we really appreciate, we, we really take the feedback seriously. We've had a couple uh, fan requests for some deck techs. I think you can expect to see those in the near future. Yeah, we're getting there, we promise. We, um, we, we're getting there. Um, we've had some, uh, well, honestly, we, we want to do a better job of getting harder data and not choosing other people's analysis for some of this stuff. So we're really trying, especially because both the decks that we have requested are a little more fringy. We want to mm-hmm. get a little more hands-on time before we really can make some calls. Yeah, I, I definitely wanted to build them up, play them in some FNMs and things like that. Yeah, so. yeah. And so we're working on them and uh, working on other stuff too. So uh, 2016 is looking like it's going to be a great year for uh, for the two of us, for the podcast, and for Magic in general. So uh, with that, holiday wishes, seasons, greetings, and uh, thank you so much for listening. We will hear, see from you guys, hear from you guys, hear you guys all again 